Hello, friends. Red leather, yellow leather, 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 red leather, yellow leather. Be great. Be great. Be a legend. Be great. Be a legend. Be great. Be a legend. The Bernice had a bodacious time at the bar hey, mitzvah. Hey, Apple. Hey, Apple. Hey, Apple. A bodacious time at the bar mitzvah with her breasts. Her breasts. <laughs> what are you watching? Episode 10. I have no clue. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Punch it. Tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Duh. Alright, hello everybody. We are back with... I'm just saying 10. Let's just say it's our 10th I kind of like just guessing it every it's time. Fun. I don't want to know the number that we're at. <laughs> no, It'll I'm... give me anxiety yeah. knowing the number. I have no clue where we're at. It's September 29th, um, recording late on a Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. It's actually 10 minutes from being Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We just watched the debate. That yeah. was something. Yeah, let's just say that was not... That's a skip. It probably is exactly what Mike Vick's dogfighting ring sounded and looked like. That's okay. what I'm kind of thinking that is. You know, I haven't even thought about that um, that ring in a long time. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. That... It, I had to leave. I was trying to do homework. I had to leave. That, it was stressful. It didn't what, make sense, and it was stressful. That's what we call a waste of time. I really wish I had some some of those, like mushroom CBD drinks that all the big guys drink. You know, to calm me down. So, future sponsor, maybe future a sponsor. Maybe. A mushroom CBD drink. Right, like well, actual mushrooms, not the drug. Like mushrooms and CBD. Yeah. Um. Nah. I. We can get that done. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, anyone wants to sponsor us. I don't care if it's. Baked beans, you know what? I would eat a ton of baked beans for you to sponsor us. I would would get baked beans tatted on my chest. On my chest, on my ass, on my anus. I'll get baked beans tatted anywhere you want Yeah. if you sponsor us. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We're hoping it's going to be a great week. Bills had an awesome win this weekend. Not as awesome as it should have been, but still awesome because it was thrilling. Yeah, sports have been fun. There's a lot of sports. I can't even keep up with going on. It's kind of sad that there's so many sports in playoffs right now. Yeah, MLB playoffs started today. Yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning just won the Stanley Cup they last won. night. They Shout won the out cup. to them. Good for you, Stamkos. You finally got one. You little rat bastard, but watch out for Eichel. Sabres are back. Yeah, um, football is taking all the spotlight, and we got the NBA Finals coming up, which I'll be watching for sure. That's exciting. I think uh, Heat Lakers will be a great series, and um, I think those teams match up well and can be fun. I'd like to see the Heat do something. Yeah. At least... At least make it four games no, to two. Just make At least it, win two. Make some noise. Yeah. That's all I ask. Show people you can play there. And if you win it, well, fuck me. You won it. Yeah. Good for you. You did it. You did it. Congratulations. Yeah. Everyone said you wouldn't do it, Jimmy. Yeah. And, and you do up. it. Yeah. And you do it. And you do it. Sipping on some uh, yeah. some bourbon, I think, right now. Yeah, I'm drinking water. Yeah, maybe I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, sue me. Mm. Yeah. You can't sue a wet fart. Yeah, you are a wet fart. Um, That you are. So, we are into news, and I got something very exciting for all those fans of Borat. We got Borat 2, but not only do we have Borat 2, it comes out directly to Amazon Prime on October 23rd. Really? That's close. So, do you want to know the name of the second Borat movie? Okay. Borat is Take a guess. 
famous no, boy. Take a guess of the name of the movie. Not what it's about. Take a guess of the name of the movie. A New Dawn in America. <laughs> Dark, but we're talking Borat here. So it is Borat, gift of pornographic monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence, or Michael Pence, I, I, who cares, to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. That's the movie title? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I would have never, that thought never even crossed my mind. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you guessed that, but you didn't. So, that was, I mean, you know what? I take everything I just said back. That was my second guess. So, if you okay. would have given me 10 more seconds, I would have guessed Mikkel Pence and the pornographic monkey and pornographic Kazakhstan. <laughs> I absolutely love Borat. Um, the first movie is one of those cult classics for me. It's, hey, can you beat Borat? No, there's that movie just goes deep. And so, I'm excited. He's going to hit on some hard hitting topics for sure. You get you get the best people in the original Borat. You got Azamat. Azamat. You got Borat. Me and my homie Azamat. Just parked our slub outside. Bang, Pamela bang, Anderson. Speed. You get the gypsy jeep seller. So, so I've read he's going to he's gonna attack some big names. Trump. Well, it Epst- sounds like he's already coming at, Matt, at Mike Pence. Yeah, right? Trump, Epstein. Uh, he's going to go for Hollywood's neck. I love that. Yeah, so don't move. Down with the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Fuck the establishment. Let's take <laughs> him down. Let's... I just pierced my septum. <laughs> um, so moving on. Uh, actually, kind of cool news. I was excited to hear. Disney Plus is adding a streaming with friends um, addition to their app where you can watch a movie up to with seven friends. So basically what I'm aware of is you kind of join a party, Xbox Live-esque. Someone hits start streaming. Party leader, probably. All your movie starts on the same time. You can send emojis, send chats, send gifts. Just kind of stay engaged. And I, yeah, that's that's cool. Yep, they're pimping out what Netflix did like six years ago. Yeah, so and I they read kind that. of dropped the ball on it. Didn't care anymore, I don't think. And so I'm excited to see this work. I'd love to tune in with a couple friends across the globe and watch The Lion King one and a half. Yeah. Ah, uh, what's on the menu? I'm in. Well, that did you hear? There's gonna be a second Lion King live action. Well, I'm talking about. The, the Lion King hear, one and a half. Like, the, no, did you hear there's going to be a no, no. Oh, there is. Oh, you're you're telling me that you're. This is you informing yeah. me that there maybe is going to be a second. No, one. No, there actually is, and maybe it will be Lion King one and a half. Oh, okay. Well, no, I didn't. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd like to see Seth Rogen and that other dude get in there. Uh, Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Yeah. Yeah. Is Billy uh, Eichner Billy on the street? Yeah. Huh. I never put that together yeah. until right now. It's directed by oh, the. That's Mo- exciting. It's directed by the Moonlight directors. So. Oh, it's actually a real thing, yeah, so that's okay. exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now Disney Plus with friends would be sweet. And yeah. Disney always does it, right? They, yeah. They do. They yeah. have money. Yeah. 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 Bob Iger. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Um. So tonight, actually, I don't know what time. I would assume maybe ten, maybe eight. Just my guess. We got the South Park pandemic special. Ecstatic. That's. Do you know what time game. it's coming out tonight? I think it's uh, nine o'clock. Okay, nine. I say nine o'clock. Yeah, nine like ten. Eight p.m. Central, nine o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, something like that. Either nine or ten. I forget what it's like to be on West Coast time, uh, Pacific time. You know, I did it for a year, and it's nothing exciting. Yeah. It's like I'm waking up at I'm you know I'm a wee lad. I'm waking up at nine thirty. Pops walks in and says Bill game Bill's game's on in thirty minutes. I go, what the hell are you talking about? Or maybe I wake up at eleven. And I go, oh, game's on in two hours. Daddy goes, Hunter, it's halfway through the third. I go, what? Yeah, what is I it? I go, what? Do they, do they watch the early games or what do they do? America definitely caters towards the East Coast well, as yeah. far as television goes. Because we're all, it's where the people live. Everybody hates the Sunday night football games in LA where it's light out until 745. Nobody wants that. Mm-mm. Nobody wants that. It takes away from the nostalgia, the mm-hmm. excitement. Mm-hmm. 
West Coast time is shot. No offense if you're on the West Coast doing your time, though. You do your thing to get through the motions, but... Uh, I don't know what they do over there on the West Coast. It's they're just, uncivilized. Yeah, they're uncivilized. They're a bunch of gypsies and lovers. And yeah. The dancers in the night. Water dancers. They they go to Burning Man and they get leather assless chaps. I, I could only... Yeah, I could only imagine. I feel like they just do ring around the rosy, take acid, stare into each other's soul, and then... You know, they think they're so cool because they saw Miley Cyrus at the local McDonald's. Yeah. Congrats. Well, guess what? I saw Karen bitch somebody out of Target. Yeah. All right? I get the same entertainment you get. Oh, Difference is I can punch Karen. You can't punch Miley Cyrus. Oh, great. Charlie D'Amelio lives 20 minutes from your house. Like, I give a fuck. Who's Charlie D'Amelio? Ah, she's the big TikToker. Ah, the TikToker. Uh, oh, also, I just want to clarify, we don't want to punch Miley Cyrus in the face. No. We, we love Miley Cyrus. I just we listen to the podcast. Yeah, we both just listen to Joe Rogan interviews. Yeah, great, great, great job, Miley. Very inter- very she, interpersonal. She's trying to come on, what are you watching, Pod? I think there's room for her right here. We right can, here, Miley, if Miley, you're watching. Right Miley, right here. <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah, no, sweet. we'll put the wrecking ball down, so she'll kind of like dangle she'll just, on the seat. We'll, except we'll make the wrecking ball part. It's kind of like a bean bag, like a gray bean bag, oh, so she's not uncomfortable. So she can lounge. She's still floating. Yes. Like, let's not get that. Yes. She's hanging from a chain from the ceiling. But she's watching a movie comfortably, and she's watching Game of Thrones episode with us. I'd love if like she heard this and like she flew in on her chopper and just landed her chopper on all of our cars in our in our parking lot and she was like, Alright, I'm here, let's do this. We're like, Yeah. Yeah. Instant fame the for us. The chopper lands right out there. Instant fame for but us. We're not here for the instant fame. No, we're right. not. We're here to indulge all of you and get us pumped. And okay. get you pumped. News is yeah. So we're on. back on track. Carry on. Um but actually we so South Park pandemic special, not a new season, just a special just to, one epi. tonight. Mm-hmm. We're assuming nine o'clock, eight o'clock Central Time mm-hmm. for all you fuckers on the West Coast six. Yeah. But... Um. So then I actually wrote in news Lion King too. Um, oh. You hit on that though. You're welcome. And then we already talked about sports, so yeah. we kind of move on and. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it for news. Yeah. That was that was quick. Yeah. Spec that ass. Oh. Drop 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 no, drop more, it on the bitch. It wasn't it, it wasn't oh, an you're... ass slap. It was more of a thigh slap to get that horse going. Uh, yeah. Well. Don't you slap a horse's ass? Probably. Don't you go like this? <laughs> Don't do you not grab by the wait, chain and start slapping wait, their ass with the little with the little whip? You're right. That's what I guess I was imitating. But have you ever seen that video of the guy gambling on horses? <laughs> and he's just jumping up <laughs> and slapping his ass. He's like, "Go on, get, go on, get, come on!" Yeah, he's just acting. Yeah, no, it's so. one of the best videos of all time. Like that guy. That guy's a degenerate gambler. Yeah, no. Like that guy's got his freaking house mortgage. <laughs> on, on lucky stripes, you know. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, no, poor guy. He probably lost. He oh, probably he, lost. oh, he definitely lost. No one ever wins on horses. It's not how it works. I don't know a single man that's won on a horse race. Yeah. I don't know a single man. No, nobody actually guesses the right horse. Never the right horse. I've never met a person that guesses the right horse. Um, I love watching Kentucky Derby. That's oh, who, who doesn't? Kentucky Derby, Preakness Stakes. Yeah. What is it? The Belmont. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. Triple yeah. Crown. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey, Bondi. <laughs> hey, Bondi. He's calling the old ass tits. <laughs> um, so, moving on to... We're moving on to Stream of the Week. Segment two. Yeah. Uh, we're going to kind of funnel this in and out with what are you watching on YouTube? Because guess what? I haven't been watching YouTube that much where I have a channel for the next however many weeks. You got to keep it fresh. We got to keep it fresh. So fresh and so clean. Set outcast. Andre 3000. Yes. So... We're bringing back um, our stream of the week. So I'll go first, and I kind of hit on that last episode. Um, my stream of the week on Netflix is Midnight Gospel. Oh, 
Um, that was my gospel. Was that supposed to inspire me? No, it was just my gospel. Oh, because I was going to say, I'd run through a wall for you right now. I felt like I, whatever religion you're a part of, that's what I wanted to do. But okay. if that wasn't meant to inspire me, then I'm just Yeah, I'm a man of the seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so Midnight Gospel is Duncan Trussell's Netflix show animated by... Um, God, why did I just forget his name? Um, he does... Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm blanking so hard. This is just, why has this happened to me again? Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Um, he does a Cartoon Network show, Adventure Time. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, he animates it, and he's pretty good. And he animates the show, Duncan Trussell. Is it Justin Rowland? No. Okay. Um, Duncan Trussell is a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, he has his own podcast, and what the show is, it's tidbits of his podcast mixed in with real dialogue. Um, mixed with insane animated stories and animations himself. As you follow this man, Clancy, who's put into... He goes into a simulator every time and goes to these different worlds. Um, it's got a strong story throughout and like good themes and cool guests on his podcast, yet it's a cohesive story throughout the show. Um, I love it. It's a great show to watch at night. It's maybe off the flower. Um, definitely off the flower. Off, um, off the devil's lettuce. Yeah, the flower. The ganja. Yeah. And it's like you're watching the animations, kind of, but you're also listening to a pretty informative podcast about life, death, meditation, magic. It's some like, of happiness. Um, yeah. And the last episode is just like a perfect um, capsule of it all. It's on Netflix, and I really recommend it. I really do like it. Cool. Yeah. Cool, I like that. I gotta check it out. You told me to watch it before. I gotta jump into it. I just yeah. gotta dive. I just gotta dive balls deep, right off the deep end. Some trippy cannonball to my foot. Some trippy animations on there for sure. Mm. Um, I definitely liked it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Good day. Netflix. Midnight Gospel. Yeah. Netflix. Check it out. Uh, this week, the last couple of weeks actually, I just got into Community. Also on Netflix, saw it pop up. Uh, old Donald Glover who turned into childish Gambino. We got uh, Mr. Chow from The Hangover uh, and Chevy Chase, too, the big marquee names there that drive up the show. And, uh, you know, it's just like I put it on as that show to just kind of go to bed and watch it. And it works for that for me, but it's also just kind of interesting. Like, it's just a funny show of a bunch of older people and a couple younger people who are in community college at this random community college. Funny I said that twice. But it's just kind of, you know, it's like an office, but it's not like the office. It's just this group of friends going through pretty ridiculous things. Like, everybody knows on campus. It's just a funny show, you know. It's one of those feel-goods. Funny, it's cute. Mm. Make you laugh, make you cry. Yeah, sometimes you need a little bit of light in your life. Yeah. Some People, like, don't understand that. Like, they kind of make you try to watch all the serious, intense stuff. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll watch a rom-com. Yeah, tw- you know, 25-minute episodes. Yeah, let's take the edge keeps off. Keeps you fresh, keeps you funny. Yeah, you like the characters, you fall in love with them, you learn to love everyone. Yeah. And they definitely push the lines of comedy a little bit, because I think the first season Community came out, I want to say 2008 okay. or 2009, still the so it's West. kind of before cancel culture, like the 2016 beginning of like, you can't say that on TV, so like they kind of say some pretty wicked shit on there every once in a while, yeah. like it makes you go, how the hell are they, like... Like the early office yeah, seasons. Yeah. yeah, like Chevy Chase plays like this... 65, 70 year old old dude that just has to go back to community college and lives the total old school way. Like, he'll be like, Britta, make me a sandwich. And she's like, Why do I have to make you a sandwich? And he goes, Because you're a woman. You're my bitch. Make me a sandwich. And like, you're like, Whoa. 
Damn, Chevy Chase. This yeah. ain't no National Lampoons. <laughs> but, yeah. The old man still got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you know, he throws some shit out there. But, uh, yeah. Um, no, I I always advocate for a good light watch that, like, kind of holds you um, holds you in still. That's my. That's why I love Chuck. Chuck is that show that... Yeah, I gotta do that. I gotta do Chuck. I gotta do a lot of shit. I gotta get back yeah, to my so game. Yeah, so uh, Community's on Netflix. Yep. Um... Yeah, I forget. I had something else to say, but no. I... Oh, John Oliver's in it too. John Oliver tonight. John Oliver. Yeah. John Oliver. He yeah. goes, Mister Chow. <laughs> John Oliver's got a great voice. Yes, he does. Iconic. Some would say. So, um, those are streams of the week. I kind of, I always want to hear what what are people watching? Like, what are, what else, what else do people watch? What are, what are you guys watching? Give us something to watch, yeah. and we'll watch it, hey. and you can listen to us talk exactly. about we, it. We got our first one finally on Twitter. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mister Nick. He recommended our next Wes Anderson film, The Life of Aquatic. The Life the of Aquatic. Aquatic. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like a weird name after that. But the same thing with Borat. You kind of just take the first part, skip That's the all you rest. Need. Borat Two. We'll call it Borat Two. We'll call it Life of the Aquatic. Yeah, we Plain can. simple. If you want the whole title, yeah. do not come here. Absolutely. So, carrying on, um, we have a very special guest. It was, I mean, he's jaw-dropping, man. Yeah. He's jaw-dropping. Changed my perspective on life. Yes, um, a very well-informed, a man who can read. A man who can read. Uh, a man uh, who this, reads more than the average man. This might be one of the first times we had a guest who can read. I don't. I know Thomas can't read. Well, I know Braille. Okay, well, yes. But I can't read with my eyes. If that, so, I do visual cues well. I think we're in the same Show braille. me pictures and I can give I you the word. I think I, have, I was in that dream with you when we learned Braille, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like, you know that episode of Spongebob where he goes into other people's dreams? Yeah. yeah, he's hopping around. Yeah, I think I hopped into your dream when you are learning Braille. Yeah. But for some reason, you um, were half human, half horse. I am a centaur by night. You yeah. were a centaur. Uh-huh. And... Um, your hair was majestic and long and magnificent. You were yeah. suave. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, well, I not was, I am, but yeah, yes. no, it's, it's, well, it's yeah. that's why I just cut my hair because I, I was having too many centaur dreams. I kept, I live this double life, you know, it's, yeah. when I'm awake, I'm Hunter, when I go to sleep, I go right back to where I left What's off. What's your I'm, centaur name? I'm building the, Raddock. Raddock, so, yes. Yeah. And then there was this mage called Glandor. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, if there's another dream, maybe after these centaur dreams, sure. I start having Glandor okay. dreams. If Glandor was to be a warlock, Glandor the Magnificent, okay. you'd probably talk like this, Glandor the Magnificent, but I don't know who that is. You're right. I'm, I've been in your dreams too many times. You got to get out. You get, yeah, you're so the some centaur dream, soon. so I I remember I was on a rainbow. I rode down the rainbow. Yeah. I got a little bit of rug burn on my ass. Uh-huh. So I didn't I realize looking... rainbows gave rug burn. Is that a well, thing? I, you I know, by cool. popular demand, you just think they're, it's like a big slide. Yeah, but I came down so fast that I had a feeling they were shag irritating. Carpet. So I look for the local nurse. Oh. I can't find the nurse. No. I run into you as a centaur. Yeah. And I think that's it? Or I end up hopping on your centaur part of your body, the horse body. I say... Yeah, and then we just ride off in the distance. Yeah, I would, my centaur body would never let you get on me and start slapping my ass and saying yeah and riding in the distance. I would immediately kick you off and start stabbing you in the face. Like I'd, I'd kick you in the face and then I'd turn around and with my human half my body, I would literally just stab you right in the eye. But it's funny is I carry a magic um, knife. What's funny about that? Because my knife is covered in some sort of substance. And then when I dagger you in the neck, you fall apart and your horse body separates from your human body and now you're just a top half and a bottom half who cannot 
exist on their How own. many times have you been in my fucking dreams? How many seven. times have you been in my fucking... Seven. seven. When was the last time? Glandor. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start doing some tai chi, mental tai chi, when I right. you're before I go to bed. To, I'm probably gonna have to get a dream catcher, so like when your spirit comes in, it's gonna I cut you in and spit you out. Yeah, well, somebody stole the tree of life. I've been having fever dreams about fantasy football every night. I wake up in a hot sweat. I can't do it anymore. I woke up naked, flipped over, covered in canola oil yesterday. So it's either the ghouls, you, or something I did in my sleep, which was quite <laughs> disgusting. It's funny because I only use vegetable oil. Yep, so we're done talking about oils and Hunter's dreams, uh, thankfully, I think. <laughs> we we can get back into it, yeah. I mean, another day, maybe. Um, but we were talking about our young, educated, informed friend, uh, Ben. Ben Bartholomew. Yep, name drop. Um, He's going to get famous, so. Yeah, that's fine. Make sure, because we just say Ben. Yeah. When he gets famous, then we don't get any credit, because we just said Ben on right. the show. But. right. Um, ben makes candles on the weekends and enjoys Thai food. Um, and basks in the blood of his enemies. Yeah, so like when Ben bathes, he usually uses blood of his enemies instead of a simple um, bath salt or bath bomb or bubbles. He uses the blood of the falling. Yeah. Um, but Ben can read. Um, Thomas could not. James probably can read. Um, so there's a very important movie and trailer that just dropped talked um, about it last week we did so it's dune um dune is based off books that ben read so he knows everything we need to know so dune is a story about paul a brilliant young gifted man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people um, as forces explode into conflict over planets, excessive supply, the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential. Only those who can conquer their fear will survive. Um, so we kind of hear about the fear in the trailer um, when Timothy Chalamet puts his hand in there. So Gives us a little backstory, gives us a little hing dang kaboom. Yeah. So we'll let him do the rest of the yeah. explaining. Let's huh? just, yeah. All right. Introduce him, Ben. Ben, come on in. Hello. Um, we are here with our second guest of the revamp, introducing our very own Dune expert, Meek Ben. Woo! Yeah. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Hey, Happy uh, to be here. We're glad you're here. We're doing well. Um, we're glad we got our very own expert on what seems to be the next big movie. This is very exciting. This is a very exciting time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Trust me. So, um, from my knowledge, you've read all the books, correct? I've read all the books by the original author, so there's six. Yeah. How long did that take you? Um, hmm, like seven or eight months. To read them all? Yeah, I mean, I, I read on like a like a fifteen minute bus commute, and nowadays I work from home, so I I read. Sure. Whatever I feel like it, so. I thought you were gonna say seven or eight months for one book, and I was like, yeah, that seems like a right timetable for me, and then <laughs> so, it all clicked. So I will recommend to anyone who is willing to listen to me to read the first Dune book, but. If you're not used to reading books that are 50 years old, it's it's kind of slow going. So it did take me three months to read the first one. And then I was kind of hooked on the story and, and breezed through the rest of them for the most part. Is there a tiny little fear in the back of your head that by reading the books, the movie is going to let you down? Um, I think if the budget wasn't like $80 billion, maybe. But sure. they do such a good job. And I, I really like Blade Runner 2048. I yeah. And Villeneuve is the guy 
for the movie. So will certain aspects disappoint me? Maybe, but I'm not like a like a hardcore fan who's gonna like whine over the tiniest little details that are missed. So I think I'm really gonna enjoy it. But you know, there there are concerns. You know, I respect that because everybody knows that one person that saw the first Harry Potter and decided to boycott all of all of Warner Brothers for the rest of time. So I mean, I'm just just making sure we're on the same page here. Yeah, the good thing is anybody who's a hardcore Dune fan is probably over 40 years old, so you won't really hear their opinions unless you're friends with them on Facebook. Right, It's right. a good point. You I never even factored that. Yep, there's no 18-year-old for the most part. Um, I will say this, get off topic. The only um, book, book lovers that you can hate hate on the movie is the Percy Jackson series. You can hate on this. You can hate on this. Yeah, oh yeah, it was just not good. <sighs> I remember when I saw him for the first time, I thought it was great, and I rewatched it two years ago, and I've never wanted to throw up on a piece of media more in my entire life. Those bastards. They did it bad. They um, did it real yeah, bad. They, they busted. So, on the Dune, so the trailer dropped, I think, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, first let me say this. Let me go through the cast. So, we got Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, who, um, and then we got Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, and Mr. Dave Bautista, the WWE star himself. Yeah, it's stacked. So, like, when you've got a cast like that and a budget that's going to be massive, you're looking good. But we come into the trailer, and um, I love the trailer as a trailer, and I love what it showed for the movie. So, Ben, what were your, what were your initial thoughts on seeing the trailer the first time? Wow. Um, I mean, so I, I read the books a I started reading the books a little over a year ago. So this isn't like a lifetime moment hitting me. You know, it's only been a year, but it was still just like, wow, this is actually happening. Um, A big budget movie is being made out of a fantastic book series with really deep lore and really interesting characters. Um, It just looks like everything is is how it should be. Everything's really well represented. Um, One thing that uh, like you you guys might have watched and been like, what the hell is that? when they get hit with like swords and stuff and they flash blue or flash red yeah yeah so those those are like futuristic shields um and that's something that'll be a big part of the combat scene but like seeing that and how like real that looked as compared to the the dune movie from the 80s where like it's just these like cubes flying around their head and it looks like garbage honestly um i was like yeah they denny has the vision for this he absolutely has nailed it in every way from what we've seen in the trailer and you know i have faith that he's gonna nail the whole movie absolutely um i i was i was curious about the blue and red because i think when me and hunter watched the first time we were like whoa what is that when i rewatched today is like the red when you get hit like damaged more something like that it's when it's when when the shield is passed through If, if something's moving at a certain velocity or faster it gets blocked so when you're in combat, you kind of have to slide the knife in slowly, basically, in order to kill someone. So it's like a very nuanced way of fighting. And it, I don't know how, I'm sure they'll do a great job in the movies, but in the books, it was really cool how they broke it down. Okay, absolutely. Um, so going on with the trailer, one, um, I, I think visually everything I saw looked spectacular. Um, just from like the big air scenes and the planets and the costumes and everything like that. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's well represented. Um, I think what grabbed most of the media's attention and maybe non-Dune fans, but just movie fans was the final 10, 15 seconds of, I believe it's called the sandworm of something. Uh-huh. I've read a little into it. And I didn't know if some people were kind of saying a spoiler. And so what can you say that non-spoiler or anything, like what is that and what was going on there? 
Sure. So I'll try to expand a little bit without rambling. So the planet that most of this movie takes place on is called Arrakis, um, which also known as Dune. People call it Dune as well, which is, of course, the namesake of the movie. Um, it's a dry desert planet um, with the most valuable resource in the known universe, uh, a spice called melange, which gives all sorts of benefits in terms of like abilities, longer life. Um, to go any more into it would probably be a little spoilery, but basically the stuff's worth more than gold and Arrakis is the only planet it comes from and it grows, you know, out in the sand dunes, out in the desert. Um, so it's challenging to harvest already because it's so dry, the conditions are so dry. And not only that, you have these giant sandworms that are patrolling the dunes basically um, and they're uber perceptive and can feel footsteps when they're, you know, miles underground and come eat you basically. So as if trying to farm a spice in a dry desert where like your ships get filled with dust and can't fly wasn't hard enough. There are these terrifying, enormous creatures that worms. can hear a pin drop on the sand and come kill you. Yeah. I have so many questions already. I kind of just wanted to spoil the whole thing for me. I just want to start rifling off questions until I ruin the whole movie for myself. Um, I, I will try not to indulge you too much, but I'll answer what is You're doing spoiler. good. You're doing good. Quick backtrack really quick. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the director said that the only way he would do this movie is if they did a lot of their things live action, right? Like as little CGI as possible. Did you guys hear yeah. that? They were in, I believe... Uh, I don't want to guess the country and get it wrong. Might have been like Jordan. If you if, if I look it up and you're wrong, I will have your head for this. <laughs> yeah, so I mean they they were shooting in really tough conditions and that, the cast all talks about that in interviews and the fact that, you know, it's kind of like the antithesis of the last season of Game of Thrones where they're out in the cold. Now you're in the heat, you're wearing those suits that you see in the trailer yeah. the whole time and you're you're just sweating buckets. So Man, that's um, sweet. I mean, I think Jason Momoa said when they when they did the trailer reveal with Stephen Colbert that there was a scene where he had to sprint through the sand and he was literally weeping in like misery and, and pain and uncomfortable oh, discomfort. And he, you know, Denny said it was a great shot and he was like good because he like collapsed on the ground and he was absolutely not going to be able to do it again. I can believe that because I can barely get up two flights of stairs yeah. without losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wheezing going up elevators. Tell, tell me about it. I can't even get up from the couch to the bathroom anymore. And let alone sprint through a desert with the body of Jason Momoa. Right. I'm out. I'm out. That's awful. Yeah, yeah I'm out on that. Uh -uh. And I don't want to put words in Denny Villeneuve's mouth, but um, you know, the ecology is such an important part of the books. Like Frank Herbert, the author, did years and years of research on desert terrain and you know oasis and and the creatures of the desert so that he could like come up with the climate and the biome for this planet and have it be as realistic as possible so i think it would probably be a disservice to do a lot of green screen stuff so i'm glad that they went in that direction yeah no that's sweet it makes it way more authentic that's exactly what you want to see from movies coming mm -hmm. out with these budgets yeah especially mm -hmm. in the same age we've seen movies go the wrong way with the realism sure. always, always hits. Mm -hmm. um, so a big thing I was kind of curious about is like, I would say, I don't know how many people have read Dune, but a lot of people are just going to go see this movie. Major names, major budget. Yeah. It's a big sci-fi thriller. So what, for people listening, what should we know coming into this movie? Like, 
what what is that base knowledge that you think will make this movie more enjoyable that's an awesome question and i think the short answer is that like you probably don't need to know much i think they're going to do a fantastic job setting up um the story and the characters uh, and the way the world works i think you even saw that in the trailer um the conversation between the older woman um and timothy chalamet's character um that older woman is I guess the closest thing you could say, she's kind of like a witch or like a sorceress. Like she has heightened abilities and she's kind of talking through with him, almost like his family situation. So, I mean, if you go back and you watch the trailer and you're someone who's read the books, you're like, okay, yeah, they've done a pretty good job of setting this up. Um, But I mean, some interesting things to know. Um, I think in a lot of sci-fi, you're trying to project out decades ahead, maybe a couple hundred years. And you see how hard that is. Stuff in the 1950s thought, we would have flying cars, you know, from Blade Runner. Sure, sure. Blade Runner is a little even more recent than that, but 2001, A Space Odyssey, and you look and now it's like, okay, we were kind of wrong about almost all of this stuff. Even things like Interstellar and Westworld are still only a few decades from now. Dune takes place about 20,000 years from present day. So as you can imagine, a lot has taken place between that time. A lot has had to happen to get to the point where they're at um and the thing is you don't need to know and you probably won't know most of it just watching the movie but frank herbert went through the trouble of kind of setting up the history of the world over twenty thousand years and the, the galaxy for that matter um so you'll see certain technologies which are just like completely unfeasible for you know one or two hundred years from now because he had to think you know how how could i be realistic with this um, an interesting thing, and this is probably a better answer to your question, is that about halfway between present day and the time that Dune takes place, um, thinking machines or computers basically took over the human race and they had to fight back to kind of win their freedom. So for that reason, a lot of like computer-based tech is not in the movie. So they have to go about things in a different way. Interesting. Um, so it's like Terminator meets terminator meets star trek except way yeah. more in the future <laughs> it, yeah right it, so there are there are books written by the author's son actually about exactly what happens and some people don't think that's what frank herbert's intentions were but yeah there was this huge battle and it's like okay we've defeated machines how can we travel from planet to planet without them how can we go about our daily lives without them um and it creates a pretty interesting um, com- competition for basically human evolution and evolving to have certain abilities. There are people called mentats who are basically human computers and can think probabilities and they're usually advisors to rulers and the ruler will say, you know, if I do this, what's the probability that it's going to work out for me? And they just sit there for 10 seconds. They go like comatose basically. And then they say, you, you should do this. It gives us a 64% chance of survival. So basically, like, this is a long enough time that humans have really heightened abilities, and it's something you're going to see really early on with Paul Trade, who's the main character. Really quickly, so his son's books, they kind of fill the gap between now and then, like, they're kind of prequel books. Is that, is that what I'm picking up? Yeah, so he goes all over. His son, his son and another writer, so Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, have written over a dozen books in the Dune universe. So there are some prequels. 
there are two books that close out the original series um, that are a little controversial. And then there are some like anthology books about Paul Trades' family, the Harkonnen family, who is the, the enemy family kind of Dave, where Dave Batista comes from. Um, and so, so to answer your question, like he writes about basically everything, but he does prequels and he does sequels. I got another question. Also phenomenal answer. I'm so into this right now. In your opinion, do you think this is going to turn to the next big sci-fi franchise? The next big, you know, call it a, call it a Star Trek series or call it a Star Wars series, the next big grappler for the next 10 years? Yeah. So I think that this movie and the next one, so a key point of information that I think you guys both know by now, but the first movie is probably going to cover two thirds of the first book. And they probably have an entire movie for the last third of the first book. Is Don't ever just, assume like, I know something, but yes, we did know that. Continue. Okay. Okay. Well, I told Dan already, so I guess we <laughs> I should keep telling you. That, yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, these first two movies, I think, are a fantastic story in tandem. Um, I think that you have the millennial appeal, nostalgia sells. It's a really cool story with really you know, big budget in every way. So that's going to attract all demographics. You have pretty much like the king and queen of Gen Z with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Very true. (laughs) I really just, I think that the intergenerational pool is going to be pretty massive for these two movies. And I I really hope that it's the next big sci-fi franchise. My concern is that after you get past maybe the third book, um, the books aren't quite as fit for cinema as as the earlier ones. So in what if, way? Um, if they just get really out there and like if you're not a big nerd, it, I could see you being turned off by sure. certain plot directions. Uh, so you know, like there, I I think you know if they wanted to do four movies in total, uh, the second book's really short, so they can get that in its own movie no problem. And I think they could probably get a movie out of the third book if they're doing well enough. Um, but I, I would be really interested to see how the fourth book would be adapted to no movie. That's all I'll say about that. Is it just kind of like some nerdy lore, almost like just more, you know, written, it's just better for you to, or is it just go too far? Is that what you're saying? Like kind of like lost in the later seasons? Like, did I really just watch that? Is it more, is it more just like nerdy lore? It's, it's, challenging to go further without spoiling anything inadvertently but I think you're kind of getting at the right point it just gets really nerdy it expands time travel um, some some really core characters that you may fall in love with from the first dune book are not going to be around so it's it would be a a big 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 challenge I would love it to happen because I think because the fourth and fifth books are two of my favorites in the series. I just couldn't see it having mainstream appeal. Sure. I, I understand that. So the way I'm kind of seeing it is like, they come out with three movies. It's a great trilogy. People are loving it. And that fourth one, you know, if they're going to push it for more money, which they always do, and it might turn a lot of people off, or somehow they might do it. it they might do it if it's that yeah. big. I'm just kind of so, seeing it. If this is a money pool, they'll do it. So the historical precedent, I'll say, there is a Dune movie from the 80s. Um, I haven't watched it. I absolutely will in the next couple months. Um, But it's kind of a cult classic. Like, it wasn't a mega hit, but it did fine. Um, The second and third books, they then covered in, like, a a TV show on the CW. It's like James McAvoy. Is that a person? James McAvoy? Like, Uh, Professor X? Oh, Charlie? 
Or is it James? No, James McAvoy's the actor. Is it James? Or yeah. Ma- yeah, all right, it's James. The younger ex. The younger ex. Yeah, so he's, he's like basically a kid and he's one of the main characters. So it was like kind of like budget television for the second and third. And uh, from what I've heard, it actually worked out decently well, all, all things considered. So I think like even back in the 80s, they saw the writing on the wall. Like we can't really keep this thing going and have, have it draw widespread interest. So I had a kind of like a, a little thought when I was thinking about how many movies they could do because I mentioned in our last podcast that this could be the next big sci-fi thing and like uh, Star Wars goes on and on because it's not based off any books it's based off a world off of lore so mm-hmm. it, maybe they could expand off this lore but what I'm looking at is like these actors and it kind of goes with Game of Thrones it's like uh, big actors like this can't and don't always stick to franchises that strong. They have some stars in this movie, and it's kind of hard to keep them around for 10 years. And these movies are probably going to take a while, so maybe yeah. three might be the number. Yeah, I have no I'd hate to see a drop-off in quality that break my heart. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, if, if I had to put money on the most likely scenario, I think it's two movies. They cover the first book. And that's it's it? A smash, it's a smash hit, and they walk away. I think wow. there's a really good chance that happens. That, Drop the mic, walk away, leave the people wanting more, but never give it to them. That'd be pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big thing I think about in Hollywood. You know, like people have issues with the sequels and the sequels and the and the prequels, and they keep them going. Like, hey, let's just end. It. Let's just make it great. I'll buy the Blu-ray set of Doom first and second movie. That's it. Combo disc. I could totally see it being a battle between the studio and the people actually putting this movie together, saying we don't want to do anymore, and then they go, no, you need to make another one because we're absolutely killing it. And they bring in a bunch of new people and they just shit it out. They just shit out this movie. Like the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody series just has a plot. Mm-hmm. Just one, shit just, one just one stale poop. Yeah. Drop right into the toilet. <laughs> don't shit on the third. We don't talk about that. We don't. Um. So we kind of covered everything I wanted to talk about. Dune. Um, I mean, we saw the trailer. We've seen the cast. We got the director. So, wait, Ben, how do you say his name? I've been thinking about it all day. You think people just call him Denny? Uh, so, you know, I'm just kind of saying it how I've heard other people say it. So, you okay. know, don't go off of me, but um, I think Americans say Denny Villeneuve, and that must be close enough to make him happy because that's what I've heard for the most part. Sure. Perfect. It's I'll probably like Denois Villeneuve. You know, we're like, <laughs> yeah, we'll take right. Denny. We'll take Deli. We'll take Denny. Yeah. You, you get 80% right, and I think I think everybody's happier for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Our signature on the podcast is just botching names. Yeah, no, that's what we do here. <laughs> we're just used to it. Um, Hunter, do you have anything else about Doom before you carry on? Uh, yeah, last question. It's just a small one. Did you know that they were going to make a movie at all before the trailer, or was it like when it popped onto your feed or into your YouTube, you went, what the holy shit, I can't believe they're doing this, and I didn't hear about it? That's a good question, and if, if that was actually what happened, I don't know if I would have survived. Like, I think I, the excitement might have just destroyed me. This has been in discussion for a really long time. I actually read the books because I knew the movie was coming out. Interesting. Genius move. Yeah, that That's is. That's a big brain move right there. That it's is a, a big brain move. Android. Yeah, if, if you can, if you like reading sci-fi, like, there's a lot of sci-fi series book series that you know the rights are owned or te- or shows are in production or movies are in production so i've been i've been cooking through those do they have audiobooks <laughs> we're dyslexic i'm sure they, I'm sure they do <laughs> like the toy story ones you know cruising when you're five years old that's what i need no, layman's I, terms i actually listen to audiobooks but yeah <laughs> uh 
that's fun. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm stoked for this movie because you gave me a little bit of warning before the trailer came out. So I've yeah. been excited. I was juiced when the trailer came out. Um, I can't wait for it. So Ben, thank you for coming on. Your yep. insight was huge. Yeah, you're love great. To have you on again. Absolutely. Thank you. I, and I want to give you guys something to chew on because you know I'd love to come back again after the second trailer drops. Um, everybody kind of talked about like, oh, they're not going to show the sandworm. They're not going to show the sandworm. And they showed the sandworm, which was crazy. So from like a casual perspective, you might think like, okay, they've showed all their cards. Um, like, what are they going to do in the second trailer? There was like something that I think is going to be very interesting to portray that they did not show. So you mentioned the star-studded cast. The casting that I was, I am most excited for, you did not mention. And that is Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Um, he's a fantastic actor. Yes, he is. Um, and the character that he's playing is the, the patriarch of the enemy family. Um, and he in the books is portrayed as being so heavy and overweight that um, he needs suspensor technology. So basically like anti-gravitational like boosters. It's like a futuristic to- wheelchair. In order to stand up straight, basically. Um, so there's going to be a lot of tech and a lot of features with him. And you can see him teased. If you guys go back and watch the trailer and make note of this, there was a point where, like, you see the back of his, like, massive head. And you see the side of his face. And he says, like, kill them, I believe it is. Like, so, like a short phrase like yeah. that. And then when the chorus of the, the trailer song hits, there's a quick part in the montage where he is, like emerging from like some sort of like brown fluid like go back and watch it and you know he you can tell he's huge and he's an amazingly fascinating villain he i'm sure he'll be many people's favorite characters just because of how well portrayed he is and he's like just like a really uniquely evil character that i think a lot of people are gonna get a kick out of that's gonna be i i hope that he is if not the focal point of the second trailer that he's at least featured in it that's it. Sounds like an out of the out of the ballpark casting right there. I'm yeah, actually really pumped. I just didn't say because I can't say his name, so I, I skipped him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's honestly admirable. And the rest of the casting is fantastic. The the only one that is not like this is the number one person I would cast is Oscar Isaac as the Duke, and I think he's still amazing, and he's one of my favorite actors. So we're we're really in for a treat with this movie. I couldn't be more excited for it. Awesome. Yeah. Um. We're stoked. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for that little final words. I will look at that in the trailer, and um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah. yeah second trailer. You guys. Benjamin <laughs> Button, this was great. This was absolutely <laughs> great. You were phenomenal. Thank you, Hunter. Just you take soon. my job. Yep. All right, bye. <laughs> okay, so thank you, Ben. That was that was a great time. Yeah. Well, I'm horny. Yeah, I cannot wait for this movie. I'm, I'm juiced. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be good. I hope the acting's going to be magnificent. Everything's going to be magnificent. It's more than acting in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, big it's budget film. The whole, the whole kit and caboodle, as yeah. my friends back home call it. Politics lore at all. The whole kit and caboodle? whole kit and caboodle. I didn't practice my, my diction. My na-na-na. Well, that's why you got to go red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Right. Correct. So, we're introducing our first new... Little gimmick, you know, a little quick one. We're trying pop culture bits. Yeah. We're trying new bits. Yeah. So deal with it. Welcome to <laughs> Revenge Tour. <laughs> reverse, reverse. <laughs> I'm back. 
Mm, yeah. And I'm ready to fuck. Uh-huh. So, who is on your revenge tour? My revenge tour right now, I'm going to come out and say it. it's Kanye Ye West, all right? Went on a little Twitter rant, probably got off the meds for a couple of days. Love Kanye West, though. You're my boy, yeah. You're my boy. Love your music. <laughs> went and went on a little, started posting Twitter videos, did a little live stream act, started pissing on Grammys in the toilet, went on his little rant. He And you know what that is? It's his statement to the world saying, I'm fucking Kanye West, and I'm back. Yeah, All right, and he's on his tour. He's on his revenge tour. It's the seventh time he's had a freak out in the last year, but this one's the statement. He pissed inside of the little Grammy thing of the Grammy. Yeah, yeah. Kanye's Gramophone. always been on a revenge tour, but now he's actually he's in the vehicle. Now. Yeah, he's driving on this. No, tour. they're not going to invite him back to another Grammy for the rest of time. That's the most until he has a hit album. All and then they're time gonna go, disrespectful come back. thing. He just said, "Fuck the label." When he said, "said fuck the establishment," he said, "fuck the establishment." He said, "Fuzz Revolution." Yeah. He pissed all over this Grammy. Absolutely. And I, I stand with you, Kanye West. I'm here. You're on your revenge tour. I'm gonna watch with a bucket of popcorn and a spear and say, "If you need me, call me." And you all set to play for the pay for the flight. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not be- going out there by myself. I'm behind Kanye with the pitchfork. Yep. Wait. So, like, if you're in like a angry mob type of situation, Shrek, Simpsons movie, everyone knows he's angry mobs. Yeah. What do you grab? <sighs> Are you a pitchfork guy? I, or are you like the little fire flame like the torch? Thing? Not a the fire torch. flame thing. It's a torch. I'm throwing that torch <laughs> through a burning window. It's not. I'm just doing. I'm. It's, I'm not a pansy for holding this fire torch. All right, you could stab somebody with a torch. I can burn down. Or you could stab somebody with a pitchfork. I can burn down a hospital with this torch. Okay. Yeah, I can't believe it's called a torch of fire flame thingy. This is why I don't record at midnight. I, Miley Cyrus says you need fish oils to make your brain work yep. better. And obviously, I'm forgetting a lot of stuff today. Oh, Duncan, not Duncan Trussell. Um, Pendleton Ward is the animator for Midnight Gospel. Thank you for coming back to that. Yeah. That's my revenge tour. Okay, good. Um, I need fish oils. That's what I'm saying. I drink them every morning. Yeah, Miley Cyrus is low-key on a revenge tour yeah. with her Joe Rogan interview. Um, is that my, your revenge tour? No. Mine is... Then who is it? Hi, I'm Fred. Ah. Ah. What, what revenge tour is Fred on so, today? So, Fred is the annoying... What, what is he... What is Everybody knows Fred. Don't, don't explain know. Fred. If you don't know Fred, comment and say, who the fuck's Fred? Or look up so, Fred. Why is Fred your revenge Fred's tour? Fred's making TikToks. He's back on the public scene. He, he's got a TikTok channel now, and he's trying to, like, you know, win his fans over back on his old shit. I'm not here for Fred, for Fred's revenge tour. He's not using his voice in his he's video. He's probably 35. <laughs> He's probably 35. Does, does Fred Diddle kids? F- absolutely. Fred Diddle's kids. Fred Diddle's adults. Fred's a diddler. Yeah. He's a diddler. All right. Yeah. I'm sitting there in third grade lunch. People say, did you see the new Fred The new Fred video? I go, no, I didn't see the new Fred video. And if I saw the new Fred video, I'd do a backflip off a skyscraper. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Fred also had a Nickelodeon show. Uh, what was it? Was it called Hi, I'm Fred? Probably. That, probably. He was on like an iCarly episode. No, you could. But anyway, so rocks. Fred's making TikToks now and it's. Sure. It's annoying, but I'm not on his revenge tour. He's Cash on, grab. He's on his own tour, but he's not using his voice. Oh, he's just talking like Fred? No. He's like recording. I mean, like he's just talking. Not, he's not using his voice in his TikToks. He's making TikToks without his voice. Oh, I don't even, I can't even, I don't even want to watch that then. I'm already, I just, I just threw up in my mouth, Fred. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be introducing a few segments like this. Yeah, we're going to be um, popping around. You know, a little, you know, we'll see what sticks, see what doesn't. Yeah, I fuck kinda, around, get smoked. Yeah, sometimes revenge tour. You know, they might be on it, but I'm not. Doesn't mean I'm backing them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm backing them. It's just revenge tour. Yeah, he's making revenge to all the YouTubers that got all the money after Fred no, was yeah, famous. He's, he's jealous. Like, he's jealous that he paved the way for people like David. He's Dave. like, oh, when I was 15, I had 20 million hits, and you got what's her name, Charlie D'Amelio is out here. She's yeah. 15 or whatever, 16. How old? How, how many, how many old followers she? do you think she has on TikTok? I, I a million. Hmm. Uh, 200,000. 
She's the biggest TikToker. So she oh, is... so probably like 10 million. Yeah, well, that's why it's his revenge tour because he's saying to himself, what the fuck? I was so much cooler than this D'Amelio chick and I got to get back on there even though I'm a 35-year-old diddler. And he's going, I'm, this is my revenge tour and soon he's going to buy a TikTok house and say, oh, who wants to come party at my TikTok house? <laughs> the Fred TikTok house. She has 88 million followers. Um, 88 million? Yeah, she had her own drink at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, the Charlie. You know why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck. Back to Fred. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, don't get me stimulated about yeah. d- fucking Demelio. So, what would Fred's TikTok house? Who would be in his like? So we we create an OG TikTok house. OG, excuse me, OG YouTuber TikTok house. Who's in there? Is Annoying Orange in there? Yeah, probably. Pro- annoying Orange probably is in there. Sorry for the screen; it just kind of cut out right there. Yeah, probably Annoying Orange, PewDiePie, old school PewDiePie, yeah, but, but PewDiePie's still around. Smosh. No, I'm like in Annoying Orange. I'm like in. Fred for sure. Um, Shane Dawson, old school Shane Dawson before he was gay. Yes. Nothing wrong with him being gay. I love no. his videos. I love him now. I watch him. <laughs> sure, I can see how that comes off controversial. But before he was gay, that Shane Dawson. There was there's pre-gay Shane Dawson. There's post-gay Shane Dawson. Both equally as funny. Um, young or old? Charlie bit my finger. Young. Okay. David. David goes to the dentist. On the drugs or off the drugs? I don't know. If, uh, it's only one app. It's only one video. Man, you're right. You know? That's not uh, a personality. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I kind of want him in the house. Oh, we can have him in the house. He'd be way better. No, he's than, stoned. He's high. He took too many. They gave him too much better than Shane. No, yeah, he's stoned. Well, well, you're crazy. Those are good videos. Yeah. All right, that's your revenge tour. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it would be an elite TikTok house. I mean, I'd probably have to. Well, that's where me and Kanye's angry mob would go with the pitchforks and the torches. On our you mean the flaming thing. fire things? Yeah, the flaming fire tiny thingy. Yeah, yeah, that would be. That's where we march. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to burn down a TikTok house uh-huh. too. Did, I, did we talk about it last week? Cody Ko's YouTube video. Yeah, where he just goes yeah. and it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's Super absurd. mansion. Yeah, it's absurd. Okay. So that was <laughs> revenge tour. Revenge. <laughs> so now trickling into our first of one of our new segments. Wes Anderson film reviews. Okay, so our first of these. Um, this is our first Wes Anderson film review. And guess what? This was suggested by Hunter as one of his favorite movies of all time. Um, we're talking about fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> Um, so, Fantastic Mr. Fox is a stop-motion movie. Um, it's about an urban fox who cannot resist um, returning to his... F- what the... I just tried to take the shortest synopsis. I don't even think I really read it. It's just about a fox who can't help from stealing. He's got a family now. Based he, off the book by Roald Dahl. Yes, based off the book by Roald Dahl. What a cool name. Yeah. So, Fantastic Mr. Fox has some classic Wes Anderson actors in it. Um, but it's led by George Clooney, who kills the role. I think you can't find a better voice. You know, and a, and a fun fact too. Fun fact too about this movie is that instead of you know most times when these movies, like the animated movies, the stop motion movies, they just kind of run, they do their lines and they're out of there. Wes Anderson's act, Wes Anderson actually had all the actors in the same room so they could feed off their emotion, give a better yeah. performance. And I kind of feel that like I don't maybe it's just the way George Clooney played the character, but it's just so kind of to the point. 
Uh, it's just kind of straight up dialogue. There wasn't too much emotion to it where it felt like he was really acting. And it kind of you kind of see it in the stop motion. It felt like him. Yeah, it he was. was Mr. He was the Fantastic Fox. He was Rico Suave. He was. You know, he was great. Um. So I wanted to. I follow this Instagram account called Accidentally Wes Anderson, and it's basically just pictures and, uh, you know, it's pictures and just shots that look like they would be from a Wes Anderson movie, and I think just. The aesthetic in this movie, <laughs> um, the the way Wes Anderson like portrays a stop motion animation movie and like some of the shots he gets and you know the way it's I guess animated is the word is just beautiful. Oh, it's so great. cool! I, I really love the so shot where he's talking to his wife and the water is just falling behind yes. him. And I also love how they do the close ups of the face. Mm-hmm. When it gets serious. You see their eyes twitch, or you see their emotions, or their hairs or whiskers kind of ruffle in the wind. You're like, oh shit, it feels like an old school western, you know? Yeah. Like you got the fox, you got the humans, and they're going at You got the animals of the forest, you got the humans, they're going at it. Yeah. Just it's great. Yeah, what the cuss, yeah. What the cuss. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, you get Bogus Bunsen being the biggest three villains in movie history, One short, one say. fat, one lean. Yeah, what, what is it? Bogus runs the biggest turkey or chicken farm in history. Bunce has goddamn what is what does Bunce have? He has uh, he does geese or goose or whatever. Oh, he, he stuffs donuts Stuff, with, like with goose, goose liver, goose yeah. liver or something like that. And then you got Bean, who does apple farming. He's got turkeys, and yeah. then he makes liquor out, out of the, the out of the cider. apple cider. Yeah. It looks like gold. Yeah, it, looks, it tastes as good as gold going yeah. down your throat. Yeah, what's that rat's name? I don't know. Just the rat. Yeah, by I think Dafoe. it is just the rat. Yeah. Willem Dafoe plays him. He's like the bodyguard, you yeah. know. He's like this little French rat. Yeah. And they, they kind of break, uh, they kind of break, I wouldn't say the thir- third wall of movies where they're talking to us, but it's like you got these foxes and these animals and they're communicating with the humans. And it's pretty funny. They do it in a way where you're not like, what the hell? That's so weird. Like, it's like they're writing letters back and forth to communicate. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I always find that interesting in movies how they kind of, if animals are so-called you know conscious and can speak to humans like how do you how do you play that role and how does it work in your world like every world has rules and how does that work so kind of like their interactions like the foxes just steal from them you know that kind of happens in real life in a way but now they talk and and like the animals like there's a realtor and there's oh, lawyers yeah. like there's they have a whole the animal chef world. Thing, a yeah. high school yeah it's, it's it's so cool the squirrels are the movers i love that yeah it's yeah. so funny it's so funny like come on the badger, he's the he's his attorney at law. So the weasel is the real estate agent. He's kind of a weasel. We should talk about that scene with the badger, where they're they're uh, he's like, you really gonna move into that neighborhood? You know, you're right across from the farmers. So in the beginning of the movie, I hope some people have seen it, but um, fantastic, Mister Fox brings his family to a new house, this beautiful tree, and it's right across from the farms, uh, the three farmers. So he's talking to the realtor, who's a badger. And he's like, you don't want to oh, do this. Oh, it's his attorney. His attorney, sorry. And he's like, you don't want to do this, whatever. And then they start, like, arguing. But like, it, They start cussing at each other. And he goes, you cussing? What the cussing? Yeah, except they're, at, they're not saying the F word. They're literally cussing at each other. Like, what the cuss? Yeah, they actually say cuss. And Are you then, cussing me right now? And then it turns from that to them going, like, rawr, rawr. They have a little, They have a little big dick swinging contest. Yeah. They're going around in a circle, and the camera's going on their face. Going, rawr, rawr. Yeah, but, but it's kind of important because I know they hit on it a lot in the movie. It's like... At the end of the day, we're just animals, right? So, um, it, as serious and as um, sophisticated as people can get, as there's realtors and attorneys um, and wearing suits and stuff, when it comes down to their primal instinct, as they, I feel like you kind of see it when he starts calling them by their um, Latin names yeah, and like stuff. Yeah, like my super supus. Yeah, you kind of see how primal and like you got to remember 
I'm an animal, I can't help it. So I think that's kind of a theme that plays out the movie. You really see it in that scene. A hundred percent. No, yeah. that's a, that's a very that's a very good point you make there, yeah. Danny Wine man. Yeah. Daniel San. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I was kind of realizing that. I, I like the growling. Like when it, another little scene when his wife um, gets mad at him and she sort of just scratches him across yeah. the face. Just a little animalistic um, reaction. And I uh, like they all wear suits. Yeah. And they had a nice dinner in yeah, a they're sewer. Classy. But, yeah, they had a toast. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a whole thing. They're animals, yeah. but they're humans. Yeah, but like when it comes down to it, symmetry. Yeah, symmetry. Right. Um, so I was this movie's on Disney Plus, by the way. Um, streaming. I was for free. I yeah, had seen this movie before it. when I was younger. You see movies as kids; it's animated, and it was just a movie to me. And I never had rewatched it, sadly. By God, did I love this movie. I love it. I, you know, I made the old lady watch it with me. She was down. I was down. It was yeah. It was a great film. She hey, was into I it the whole time. I watched it with my lady as well. It's hard, hey, getting, it's hard getting her to tune in for a full feature film, and she loved it. Loved yeah. it. Um, yeah, same here. I I think so. Wes Anderson has his very distinctive style. You guys should follow it on Instagram, uh, accidentally Wes Anderson. Um, you like, but the way you can still see it. Um, throughout an animated stop action movie, it still so feels like cool. Still feels like a regular West movie. Yeah, you never get lost in animation. Never pulls you out. That's kind of a big thing with movies. Like, did I ever get pulled out of this world I'm supposed to be in? No, I believed everything, and it, I love that it's based off a book. And you get some, you know, it helps. I mean, it's a great take on the book. Yeah, I just gotta read the book. Yeah, I'd read but a I children's can't read. book. Well, we already talked about. It. Yeah, we can't read. <laughs> um. Could I put a number on this movie? Yeah, probably. I, I don't think me and Hunter have a good number base. Um, no, we so got to find the perfect tense. We can base it. I'll go to my original buy, rent, skip. This movie is a buy for me. Oh, I'll buy this it. is something I would look back and just rewatch. Absolutely. Yep. Chris, Christopherson? Christopherson? Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's, what a great character. Yeah, he meditates. And you, and you know what, too? You know that you bring up the point. He does meditate and he's good at karate. You know, they, they teach you so many lessons on life. Like you said it yourself, everyone's, every, you know, it comes back to it and everyone's primal in nature. And at the same time, they teach you so many other things, you know, love love thy neighbor in a good way. You know, it's Christopherson is fantastic. Mr. Fox's nephew that comes into town because his father's got double pneumonia. He's got one foot in the grave. And this cousin, Christopherson, is, is so much cooler and suaver and handsomer than fox's son ash and you see the battle between i want to prove to my dad that you know i'm special and i could be what my dad wanted to be you know fox's son ash you know he's not he's he's as they do the hand motion which you can see here on the camera mm-hmm. if you're tuning in on youtube he's different <laughs> he's different and the whole time he's just competing for his father's love you know his father's going to steal chickens he sneaks along to try to steal chickens with him he fucks it up but he goes because mm-hmm. he wants to show him that i'm important too Mm-hmm. Life lessons. Yeah, I mean, it's a Everyone's children's different. book. different. It's a children's book, so you're going to get those, absolutely. Um, what else do I have on this movie? Voice acting, we have Meryl Streep, George Clooney, Owen Wilson, you got all these Jason guys. Jason Schwartzman, Wes, Anderman, Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson himself, yeah, Bill the, Murray, classic. Mr. Defoe. Willem Defoe, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is like, this movie was, we were kind of talking about earlier, like, fun watches. It was so fun, but it was it's so much more than that. And it was only an hour and twenty five minutes. Really? It's a quick yeah, it's a quick film. The movie's only an hour and twenty five minutes. Only an hour and twenty five minutes. It's a quick film. Yeah. 
a quick film, but it feels like it goes for two hours. They run through the plot yeah. seamlessly. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even did not notice that. Yeah. Yeah, that movie is. Ooh, I really. It was Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, eight six. That's what I give it. An eight six. Yeah. Maybe an eight eight. I was. I was kind of. That's where I was kind of riding. Eight seven eight eight. I loved it. Um, I kind of. I really like the ending too. How like they end up closure. They end up still living in the sewer. Spoilers, I guess. Um, they end up still living down there in the sewers, and they're all together now down there. And then they end up at the. They dig up to the supermarket that ends up being owned by the three farmers. Yeah, um, and you get your classic end of the movie dance scene where everybody's yeah. happy, like Jojo yeah. Rabbit, Mr. Jojo Bass. I want to dance. Yeah, the final fight scene's great, and they're throwing out the pine cones. Yeah, he gets his tail back, and yeah. then they see the they see the wolf, which was it kind of goes back to that animalistic thing where he was scared of wolves, or he has a phobia of wolves. He's not scared of them. He just looks at him, tries to talk to him, says nothing, gives him the fist, just respect. Yeah. And he says, I know what you did. Kind of lupus. And he said, and just gives it right back to him. And they move on. 15 pine cones fired. Seven pine cones hit. Three fires started. This is the type of movie that, like, I don't know, the dialogue would just kind of end up being in my in my repertoire. Just have it in my inventory at all times. Um, <laughs> tip the cap. Yeah. For all those watching on YouTube, except we don't post our episodes on YouTube. Um... So we watched, it was Wes Anderson's um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Not going to go too much more into it. Yeah, Good it's film. A, it's a buy. It's got to watch it. It's Disney really Plus, you got Disney Plus, pop it on. Real quick. You Disney will not Plus, be upset. Visually appealing. Got to kill um, some time, time funny, before classes. Funny music. Good watch. Yep. Great visuals. Great voice acting. Hey, take a break from your heavy devil all the time movie. Yeah. Let's watch Fantastic Let's Mr. Watch Fox. Let's watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, for real. Enough said. Beautiful. Okay. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were really going to harmonize through the whole For a second, I was thinking about it, and I was like, eh, this can go on for a couple minutes here. We might get lost in this song. All right, we're back. How's that water? Is that water good? Yeah, yeah. filter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, this episode is sponsored by Brita. If you no. need clean water, a great filtration system, and some yummy, yummy, yummy clean liquid. We should start doing fake ad Brita. reads. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Like, uh... Well, we'll worry about it next time. Yankee Candle. Don't light yourself on fire. No. No. Let the candle do it for you. But we'll write out a really dedicated good ad read next time. Absolutely. Okay. So, we... I hope people are watching Game of Thrones with us. Guess what? You can still catch up if you're not. Yeah, we're not moving too slow at all three episodes a week. No. What do we have? What three episodes this week do we have, my good Four, man? Four, five, and six. Throw me into it. So first, episode four, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. One of my favorite episodes. All right, so basically I'm going to go quick what happened, and then we're going to talk about um, what we, what we give the syn- yeah, yeah, give the synopsis, a couple yeah. talking points, next one. Ready? Ned looks for a book for clues to the death of his predecessor, which is Mr. John Aaron, and undercovers, undercovers one of King Robert's bastards, which would be Gendry. Uh, Robert and his guests witness a tournament honoring Ned. Uh, John takes measures to protect Sam from further abuse at Castle Black. Um, this is John, this is Sam's first time at Castle Black. A frustrated Varys clashes with Daenerys. Um, and oh, excuse me, not. 
a frustrated Viserys clashes with Daenerys in Varys Dothrak. Uh, Sansa, Sansa imagines her future as a queen, while Arya envisions a different future. Uh, Catelyn rallies her husband's allies to make a point, while Tyrion finds himself caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. So Tyrion gets caught in this episode yep. by Catelyn. Yep. Um, in the Vale of, or in a pub. In, well, in in down. What's it called? Come on. Come on, you tell me. I don't have medieval IHOP. The medieval IHOP. So on the, the King's Road. Yeah, on the King's Road. The only tavern is the medieval IHOP. Um, what's his? Tyrion gets caught by Catelyn, um, and they take him to the Vale of Arryn. Big turning point. Big turning oh, point yeah. in the show here. That, no doubt. That's huge for that has big implications back on King's yep. Landing, has... and we definitely see it. I mean, this right here, if Catelyn start kidnapping Tyrion, I mean, it's going to fucking set off everything in the whole goddamn universe for the rest yeah. of the time. This is, this is what sparks everything, man. This is the this is the pilot light to the house fire, you know? Yeah. Um, and we get our first brand three-eyed raven vision, um, which is kind of cool uh, because the three-eyed raven carries Bran's story throughout. Yep. So this is the start. This the is our first yep. time he's woken up. Um, from his awful fall, and we see what Bran's path really is going to be. Um, and then we get the first time we see the wrath of Khaleesi against I love her this. little bitch of a brother, yep. Viserys. Yep, the dragon is awoken. Who is the, the dragon? dragon? Ain't Viserys right. no more. Right, we dragon ain't Viserys. That's mm-hmm. what it is. All right, she's mm-hmm. laying down the law. She's going, I'm the fucking queen. I'm a Khaleesi, and I got the fucking stallion inside right. me. She goes, I'm fucking pregnant, bitch. So you better step the fuck out of my way. That baby would be terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, my God. Half be... Dothraki, half Targaryen. <laughs> that thing's a beast. Yeah, that thing would have horse legs and dragon dragon upper body. He's got the face, he's got the face of Khal Drogo. Uh-huh. The face of Khal Drogo and the fury of Khal Drogo. Uh-huh. And then the conniving and the want to so, be better of the Khaleesi. I'm kind of imagining it like from Shrek when Donkey and uh, the dragon have babies. Oh, the little half donkey. Yeah, They're not super terrifying though because I mean a donkey doesn't. I know, but like the half wings, half horse body. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing half horse, half dragon, not donkey. I'm seeing a little upgrade. You're right. No, no, no way. No. Yeah, they're not donkeys. Okay. The Dothraki are no donkey. No, they're not. Um, so then we get our first glimpse of Fat Sam. He, Sam's fucking ugly as his, shit. Okay, here's what it looks like. His, his, teeth, his teeth look like just the most disgusting, cockroach-riddled wooden floor you've ever seen. <laughs> With termites as well. Termites are cutting through the wood. Cockroaches are on top. Yeah. He looks like a tub of lard. Yeah. He's a scared little bitch. And he's just getting tossed around like a rag doll. You know, Stand up for yourself, Sam. We gotta start calling fat people fat lards again. Yeah. Like Wario's a fat lard. He's a fat lard. Yeah. yeah. Sam Walt Tarly's a fat, fat yeah, lard. Yeah, so yeah. Sam gets his ass beat up there and John defends him. Yeah. Basically um other than that in this episode, it's a setup episode. Yeah, definitely. You get Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. You know, you get uh right in the beginning of the episode you got Tyrion talking with Bran, he goes, I got a soft spot for crippled people. You know, he gives him the diagram for the horse for his new uh Oh, for his horse light, his uh, his uh, saddle. Yeah, because he's paralyzed. Now. Right, he's right. Brand's right. awake now. He's paralyzed, and that's where he goes. He goes. I have a soft spot for crippled bastards and broken things. Yeah. You know, just a little. You know, tip your cap. Name of the episode. Something simple. It starts off with Tyrion doing a good gesture. It ends with him getting in prison. Right. right. So he gets caught at the very end of the episode. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 
Okay, so we move on to episode five. Episode five, title. I didn't write it down. You're a bitch. I just knew episode You're a bitch. four. Um, I think it's the dragon. No, something. Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. Got to be better than that. Um, don't even watch our podcast. <laughs> okay, so over the news of Daenerys' alliance with Dothraki, Robert orders a strike on the Targaryen that drives a wedge in his relationship with Ned. Huge, huge. Um, a captive Tyrion helps Catelyn, but receives a cold reception at the Eyrie from her sister, Jon Arryn's widow, Lysa. Sansa is charmed by the Dashian Solaris Tyra, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Knight of Flowers. Yeah. yeah. He's probably gay. He's probably gay. Yeah. Uh, Arya overhears a plot against her father. Okay. Uh, so, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones episode five. Okay. So in this episode, um, we see some pretty quality things. So, um, a lot more action this oh, episode. Yeah. Last one was a setup. This one, plot plots are moving. So before we get into kind of like the fun stuff, the wedge um, was that between Ned and Robert is Robert wants to kill Daenerys, um, and Ned does not. And it creates a huge divide, and Roberts it makes Ned drop the hand of the king and walk out. Yeah, he drops it. So like that's a huge plot point. Um, More than you, when you watch it, when you watch it, you go, "Oh, he's just pissed." That looked like it was painful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Scratch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's enough from you. You can pipe down now. Yeah. Uh, like when you see it happen, you're like, "Oh, he's just pissed. He's pouting. He's gonna walk away. He's gonna go home. It's fine." Turns into so much more than that. Like it definitely. Definitely snowballs really quick over the next thirty minutes because the second he gets mad at Robert, throws him the king's hand, the hand badge. He goes, "I'm fucking out of here." Twenty minutes later in the episode, we got Ned and his two red Ned Jory, who is his right hand man for the first couple episodes. Two household guards are going to see Baelish in the brothel. Boom! Jamie Lannister hears word that Tyrion's been kidnapped by his wife. Yes. Ned does the stupid honorable thing and said he ordered it on his, or this happened on his orders, turns into a slaughter. We watch Jamie Lannister put a knife through Jory's eye, and then we see Ned Stark in a duel with Jamie, which is pretty intense. Yeah, like, good it fight. looks good way more, fight. yeah, for how young Jamie mm-hmm. is, Ned's giving him a run for his money, gets stabbed in the leg by one of Jamie's guards. Don't like to see that. No. All because he took off the badge. Yeah. All because of that. So, yes, you know, like, uh, Catelyn taking Tyrion starts the Lannister-Stark beef, even though they didn't really already like each other. Now it's... Now um, it's personal. It's you kidnapped my little limp brother. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna come it's for that. It's tangible beef. It's we tangible talked about it in the last episode. Jamie's got a soft spot for his brother Tyrion. Yeah. Okay, does. Tyrion gets kidnapped. He goes, I don't fucking like that one bit. He goes, you can't take my brother. There's going to be repercussions. I'm a Lannister. So I'm a Lannister. Yeah, that's probably what I'm pouring... In this episode, though, we start getting peak Robert Baratheon uh, season one. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Fat is it? Yeah, he needs the breastplate stretcher. You know, he needs everything. He's a yeah. he's he's rolling. He goes, "I've been here for five fucking years, yeah. five bloody years." Yeah, he's like Ned. You don't fucking get it. I just want to eat, drink, shit, and fuck. <laughs> eat, drink, shits, and fucks. Yeah, yeah, that's him right now. Robert is Robert is peak degenerate right now. Peak uh, degenerate. So. Also in that, and we get the first Clegane fight. Super uh, cool. Which is, you know, we try not to talk about stuff that happens later, but what a cool early fight yep. um, that leads to something that we all know is kind yep. of insane. Um, yep. And then he gets the he gets the horse by Loras Tyrell. Yeah, who might be gay. Might. 
chops off his the head Baelish, of his horse. Baelish knows he's gay, which is kind of cool. He, he definitely is insinuating. He goes, and when will you be having your friend? Yeah. Points to Loris. Renly's like, oh, geez. he goes, he, goes yeah. I, he knows he's gay. He goes, <laughs> Renly did the eyes. He goes, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Um, yeah, so Baelish knows about that. Um, and just real quick, little quote. Bronn gives us a first, give me ten good men, and I'll impregnate the bitch. Talking about the bloody gate um, on their way to the Vale of Aaron. Um, and when they get to the Vale of Aaron, let me just say this. one: He's like, off the tip. Yeah. Lysa's, he's off the tit. No, Lice is crazy, but Robin is off the tit. I'm looking at... He's off the tit. I'm watching this show, right? I'm a first-time watcher. I'm yeah. five episodes in. 16 years old. A little too... I came in too hot like there. Right there. So right. I'm 16, 17 years old, and I'm watching this 11-year-old boy, maybe eight, we'll say nine, sucking the tit of his mother. He's the prince. He's the prince of one of the greatest kingdoms in Westeros. And he's sucking breast milk out of his mother's tit well, in front of a hundred people. He's not just sucking. He's off the tit. So he's basically, eating. He's what cracked. I'm insinuating by saying off the tit is it's making him act up. He's, he's acting up. He's off the tit. You can only imagine if you're freaking eight and you're off the. You're drinking. You're drinking breast milk when you're eight. You're off the tit. He wants. He wants. If to you're make... one and you're drinking breast milk, you're not off the tit. You're getting your supplements. He's off the tit. He wants to make people fly. He wants to make people go through the moon door. He's just an angry little elf. Mm-hmm. And the second he's not getting that breast milk, he's wired. Yeah. He's wired and he's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I I I kick the shit out of that boy. Oh. Me and him were both in myth in, in no, elementary he... school together, and I go. I'm like, oh, what'd you have for dinner last night? He goes, oh, I just had mom's breast milk. I'm turning around. I'm giving this kid a Chuck Norris roundhouse right to the dome. So, like, the way I imagine it is, like, I imagine him on all fours and I fucking kick him as hard as I can in the ribs. And he just makes, like, a little squeaky sound. And he just goes flying. He's like, And then, you know, who knows what happens after that. Yeah, but um, Lysa and Robin, you're, you get it very, you learn very quick. The errands are not okay. No, um, something's fucked up in there. Other than that, we get two cool foreshadow things I picked up on. Theon's getting super bitter. He's he, getting beat on. Everyone's beating on him. Yeah, he's starting he's to He's a like, whipping boy. Yeah, he's really starting to get upset with getting everything. slashed. And then we kind of hear about the first time from Ned about, not Ned, excuse me, Robert, about the Dothraki in the open field. And I feel like we hear that 10,000 times. 10,000. It's and, the first time we get it to you. In the yeah. open field? Yeah. They'll cut us down. How long will we sit behind our stone walls while all of our crops are burned and our people are killed? Yeah. Well, you hide in the walls. You see what the dough threat. Are you fool enough? What number is bigger? Five or one? That's Rob right there. Does he say that? Yeah. Huh. He says it to, he has a little dialogue with with uh, Cersei. What yeah. number is bigger? Five or one? Five armies. United. Oh. Five. Right. One, one army. Right. All the houses united under one flag. Tells her, tells her he never loved her. Yeah. Also, another little thing I want to pick up on that. Love that, what you said right there. You also get Tyrion saving Catelyn's life on the King's Road. Yes. They, they come into a skirmish with some barbarians, the Stone Crows. He goes, untie me, untie me. She goes, why? He goes, I'm not fucking running anywhere. I'm a goddamn midget. I'm a Lannister midget. They're going to cut my head off. He's, he's not that bad of a guy. No. Dude's about to kill Catelyn, picks up a shield, stabs him in Gross the face. Staff. Very much so. You're literally watching him stab this dude's face Gross. with a shield. It's pretty, it's grotesque. So, carrying on. Um, could you, you know what we could sell? You know, could get sponsored by Robin's Tit Milk. Four titty uh, suckers 
by titty suckers. I'm gonna I'm gonna write up a nice ad read for Rob for Lysis. Yeah. What is it? Robin's tit milk or Lysis? Tit uh, well, milk? I like it's Robin's, Robin's it's tit milk by tit suckers for tit suckers. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna write up a really good one for that. I'm gonna do a real good ad read. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Episode six. <laughs> Episode that's uh, hairball. Episode six. Hairball. A crown for king. So. Reinstated as a hand, Ned sits um, for the king as Robert goes on his famous hunt. Um, Ned's with a cane, and he kind of looks badass with the cane. Yeah, he's got wisdom. He's like yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. Ned issues a decree that can have long-term consequences throughout the Seven Kingdoms. If I'm not mistaken, it's about uh, just petty politics. I forget what family it's on. Though. The Cleganes. Yes. He, he goes, And he summons Tywin Lannister to, to King's Landing yes. to answer for the crimes of his bannermen. Sandor. Because Sandor's on a fucking... Not Sandor. Um, uh, Gregor. Gregor. The Mountain. Yeah. The Mountain, presumably at Tywin's yes. orders, yes. goes and raids a Tully settlement, which is Catelyn Stark's yes, original house. And basically saying, like, give, give me my son back or... I'm gonna start harassing the shit out of you. Yeah, so that's actually a cool little, like that's one of those things. Rewatching, you're like, damn, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the depth of the show. Yeah. So at the eerie, Tyrion confesses to his crimes. Oh, I confess. Such a good scene. And demands that Lysa gives him a trial. Maud! Trial by combat. Maud! Oh yeah, <laughs> trial by combat. No gold. Um, Joffrey apologizes. To Sansa, Viserys receives, uh, from Drogo his final payment. For Daenerys, which is a crown for King. Oh, right, that's his final. That's I didn't even think about that. That's his final thing. Yeah. So, I got a, yeah. I got way more notes on here because this episode, that season one starting to pick up. Season one's pretty good actually. Season one gets hot. Oh yeah, the bad last episode. Sick. Episode five. Season on. episode five. Episode on. five. Season one picks up. Yeah. For the rest of the season. Yeah. So. Um, quick little note the kingdom is in debt to the Lannisters so uh, we don't need to talk about much but they, they kind of hold a weird leverage it's a kind of politics-esque game where you gotta be careful with them because we owe them yeah, um, yeah. you learn rich that rich pricks we start learning that Daenerys doesn't get burnt uh, you kind of get picked up on the puts, first episode yeah. but she touches the flaming hot the, dragon the flaming hot dragon egg no scars yeah. nothing no burn marks and then her handmaiden comes grabs the egg boom so you're like she's got who's, the, she's got the, the red, dragon? red spots all over her hand who's the real this dragon? bitch been burnt yeah. who's the real dragon yeah who's the real dragon um, so we also meet Mord the bodyguard let's let's talk about Mord for yeah, a second yeah let's talk, about, talk Mord. about Mord no, we got I'll... Tyrion Lannister and his moon cell or whatever oh, they call it what a cool it. prison cell. very cool it's yeah. literally a three walled prison cell and then the other wall is literally a 10,000 foot drop to the bottom of the mountain because yeah. the veil their castle is on top of a mountain it's impregnable, you know. You can't, you can't take the veil, yeah. and that it's a, it's that, that's some psychological damage right there. Yeah. And then you get the most famous prison guard in all of the world, other than Tom Hanks in the Green Mile. You get Mord, the seemingly half mentally ill clunker, yeah. with a big scar on his face and a little wooden bat who guards these cells. So where you gotta be, he's half mentally ill. He's kind of smart in a weird way. In a weird way. Yeah, in a weird Mord, way. He picks up on things. Yeah, Mord. He's just learning slowly. He's Mord. He goes, little man has no gold. Where's your gold? Yeah. Just start smacking. Start smacking. You know he's, what? That, he's like, I owe you. And he's yeah, the he, Mord. Yeah, Mord's actually awesome. He's just like a, a forgotten Game of Thrones character. It's one of the first times we see the true meaning of a Lannister always pays his debts yes. as well. So. A little trial by yeah, combat we'll just action. Yeah, carry on with that Tyrion fights. Um, 
he wants Jamie. Jamie can't come, so he gets Bron to fight. His Tells Morty wants to confess his crimes. Yeah. Oh, right. Gives a hell of a monologue. Right. He yeah. goes, when I was six years old, I stuffed my uncle's boot with goat shit oh. and blamed it on the local farm boy, he, and he, he was flogged. He confessed that's to everyone. He yes. just confesses all he just He's shit. a total mockery. Yeah. He says, fuck all this. Then he goes, all right, I want trial by combat. Bring in my brother. A little injustice. They go, no, you can't bring in your brother. Trial's going to be done here, right now, right today. And he goes, oh, shit, I need somebody to stand for me. He was going to fight for me. He was going to fight for me. Brown of the Blackwater. Give me 10 good men and I'll impregnate the bitch. He goes, I'll stand for the imp. Yeah, and he Because he, he pays me. He's a funny lad. And he wins a kind of cool battle. Servardus, yeah. He got cool smoked. Fight. Yeah. Throws him out the moon door sick. Yeah. Um, Had him the whole time. So we get some more Serio and Arya scenes. You know, Serio says, not today, death. Uh, it's the first time. Uh, I believe in one god. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important for... Serio is a big influence in Arya's character. Um, Daenerys eats a heart. And who the fuck... Eats a heart. That's a that was gross. Ah. I mean, I thought like initiation to the book reading society was bad. You know, finish the first five Magic Treehouse books. Yeah, that was tough. Nah, to to be initiated into the Dothraki, you got to eat a raw horse heart. Can't throw up either. Got to mm. eat the whole heart. Mm, she stomachs that like a motherfucker. She stomachs that, and they pick her up, and she goes, "Your kid will be the stallion that mounts the world, and his name will be Rago." Yeah. So Khaleesi's son is gonna be named Rago. Pretty cool. It's gonna have the well, we talked about it before. He's gonna have the white, beautiful hair. It's gonna be a beast. Yeah, it's gonna absolutely. Be a beast. Um, so then we get our first, oh, first honeycomb and brothel joke, um, which is the joke that Game of Thrones actually the last word in Game of Thrones. Um, it's a joke that Tyrion tells that never we never hear the punchline, so it's kind of cool. Um, we meet Beric Dondarrion. Ah, we do meet Beric Dondarrion in charge of finding Xandor Clegane and bringing him to justice with a hundred good men he will yep. take and ride out with. Yes. Um, and then... So Sansa is talking to Ned and says something about... This is my, this is my favorite, this yeah. is my favorite, favorite little tidbit of the first six episodes. Yeah. Sets everything in motion. We get... Sansa says, I want a baby with golden blonde hair. Yeah. And Ned just goes... Ned's ready to get out of there. He's going, pack your things, yeah. we're leaving tomorrow. And she goes, no, I want to stay here and marry the king and be the queen and have children with beautiful blonde hair. Mm. And it cuts to Ned's face, an instant light bulb. Instant. He goes, blonde hair. Yeah. The seed is strong, mm. right? Then he's on a mission. Goes to that book that we've been talking about for the last four three or four episodes, the book of all the kings and all their heirs starts flipping Black and finds man. something he doesn't like. Mm-mm. He goes, whatever, like, Tyron, Bar- Bar- Tyron Baratheon. He gives a fuck. Black of hair. Black of hair. Black of hair. Black of hair. Black of, Black of, hair. of hair. Joffrey, Joffrey Baratheon. Blonde, blonde of gold of hair. Yeah. And he's like, Oh shit! Incest. He goes, Jamie Dumby, fucking his sister. Yeah, like this incest thing went instantly. Like alarms, bells, and whistles. Shit's going down, right? Some Shit's going down. Up shit. And trying to cap this off, we get Viserys' final punishment or mm. final payment, right? Um, the it's crown. the baby shower. That's yes. what's going on. It's so the baby shower. In, he she comes in heart. wasted. Wasted. Yeah, he's being Drunk. a douchebag. Um, and Cal Drogo teaches him a lesson. Big dicks him real quick. They throw him on the ground. and Break uh, his arm. Yeah. And that's his fault. 
for bringing a sword yeah. into Vastothrak, do where that. you don't bring weapons in, and then putting the sword right into Khaleesi's pregnant belly. Oh, right. He pokes her in the stomach. And he steps back. Drogo goes, you will have your army. Steps back. He says, that's all I wanted. Yeah. Breaks his arm. Puts him on his knees. And he goes, they can't kill me. They can't use weapons. Drogo throws some gold, something, yeah. fucking gold something. jewelry. Throws it in a pot. Melts this gold. Stands over his head and goes, a crown for a king. And dumps this molten gold all over Viserys' head until it melts. And then he hits the ground and just goes, chink, chink. That's all. Bink, chink, bonk. Hits off the ground goes, bink, chink. Um, His so, fault. He had it coming. I'm happy he's dead because he was a squirmish little bitch. Dare he, I say. He wasn't entitled little bastard. He was. Dare I say it. He was a bastard. Um, so that wraps it up for episode six. Um, we're going to go seven, eight, nine. We, I don't know if we want to finish season one. Um, we probably should. And then that, we'll figure it out. I yeah, think. we might do two and two. Yeah, we I might never, do three I and one. I never did a schedule yet. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm busy with school. Huh? We're busy with school. We have a life outside of our famous podcast. Do we? No. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm not that big of a piece of shit. Yeah, maybe. Actually, I disagree. I probably am. Yeah. I do my homework, though. I cry myself to sleep every night. Really? Only on Wednesdays and Fridays. Fridays. Okay, looking up, Googling a random quote and uh-huh. clicking on the first one. How about the next time we do a podcast? I'm not going to forget to find a quote. I'm actually How about you find get, a come in with it prepared, huh? Yeah. I'll you know what we should do? We're going to, here, listen to this, fans. We're going to get a whiteboard. We're going to get a whiteboard. Maybe the one from my room. I'll bring it downstairs. We're going to put it back here and we're going to write our to-do list every week for the podcast. It's going to say, get a quote, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So every day before we sit down and we do this, we're uh-huh. going to look up and we're going to go, oh, shit, did uh-huh. you, do you have your quote? And you have I got a quote? quote. Do I have my stream? And I found Boom. One. This is from Mr. Andy Warhol, the painter. They always say time changes things, but you actually have to change them yourself. Whoa, did you pick up on that fart? Was that yours? Yeah, that audio picked that up. <laughs> that was fucked. Yeah, it was. That was gross. All right. Oh, her hit me with it before I oh, God. gassed herself out. Oh, oh, God damn it. Hurry up. It's like World War One with the mustard gas. And as always, you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meat. Thank you. Yeah, we'll smell you later. Yep. Seven, eight, nine.